Welcome to the Midday Wrap-Up. I'm Zoe, the resident Gen Z here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air. That doesn't mean you have to miss out. This is one of my favorite things to do here on The Positive Difference. I'm taking my favorite moments from Mark and Christie's morning show, middays from Andrea, and the workday from Robert, and the drive home with Anson and Kara, and I get to wrap them all up here together for you. Let's see what they've been up to this week. My, uh, my house is half empty now. Two college kids back in the dorms. Which means more Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Wi-Fi is so much better Bandwidth for now. you. It's fantastic. But I miss them. It was fun to have them for the holidays. My, um, my oldest, my daughter, Kyra, it was so interesting. It was New Year's Eve. <laughs> and we all decided to just kind of have a chill New Year's Eve. Just hang out at home kind of thing. But she was just giddy that day. Like super excited. I was like, hey, sweet girl. Like, what, what's up? You're like, hey, pretty excited i mean you don't have any like big plans or anything to go out tonight or anything like that and uh she's like oh this is my favorite holiday of the year i was like really she's like yes this is when i get to dream it's a good to dream it's mm. and it's, wow i was like mm, yes what does that look like for her when she um, says that so she literally I, I walked into the living room at one point on new year's eve and she's sitting there with her She's got all these papers out and she's got her little laptop and she's, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm making my vision board Aww, for the next year. That's amazing. Which is pretty, and, and she's, she, I mean, her, her bent is kind of towards that. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, God, I think there's something there. In fact, for a moment, I was like, I think I want to be a little more like her. I want to have that kind of anticipation. It's a new year. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a new week. This week, God, like, what do you want us to dream about? I think sometimes I start thinking that, oh, okay, that dreaming stuff, that's for the younger people. Like I'm now, you know, I'm in this like different season of life and I'm like, I don't know that that's so true. I don't know that God wants us to stop dreaming. Yeah. And honestly, just listening to that, just listening to what she's doing gets me excited. Like Hmm. now I'm like, I want to do a a vision board. Hmm. I think I've done one vision board in my whole life and I don't even know where it is. I think I lost it after the first (laughs) week or two. Um, but I think that's super, super important for all of us. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was reading a little bit online about why people don't follow their dreams. Okay. And fear is the number one reason. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Also, easier path. Yeah. Not, not to follow your dreams. Right. You know, it feels a little overwhelming. It's too hard. It's too time consuming. Um, another huge reason. You just listen to others. Mm. Someone says you're doing what you want to right. do. Right? Does it yeah. feel like that? Throw you know? some water on it. Yeah. And but I I love the fact that she's sitting down, she's dreaming and wanting to really do something beautiful and sweet with her life and in multiple areas. And and I think it's just a reminder that it's your path. Yeah. It's not anyone else's path. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. Um, and you really don't have anything to fear. It's like so what. Mm-hmm. And you the know? cool thing about it is it's not like all the weight's on our shoulders and we have to come up with all of it. Exactly. If you have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. then you've got access to the ultimate dreamer, the one mm-hmm. who you know, dreamt up this whole planet. And just to be able to be like, okay, God, what's your dream for my life? Absolutely. Well, and, and if, when I look back on my journals and I see things that I've written down, and, and prayed about and, and all of that, I would have never imagined 
that, oh my goodness, God really did make that happen. Mm. He really did make that happen. Yeah. And it was not of me. Yeah. And I, I there's so much power in that. So I, I so love good. it that she's doing that. So maybe we start this week off. Let's dream. Dreaming a little bit. Another Chaplain Chat. Chaplain Justin's here in studio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's our first one of the new year. It wow. sure is. It feels special. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, okay. It is a special day because you're here, Chaplain oh, Justin. Man, make me tear a up. Special day. <laughs> well, hey, I do have a question for you, okay. and this is something I've been pondering a little bit. So, uh, I have a friend that sometimes um, she'll say, like, "Hey, um, you know, they're really religious," or you know, I don't know. I hear from also from people who don't typically follow Jesus mm-hmm. who they'll make a comment about those religious people mm-hmm. and, and in my mind, and she thinks I'm religious. Mm-hmm. And so then in my mind, I'm like, am I religious? And then I, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm religious. And then I'm like, what is that? Because to me, especially in today's time, yeah. the word religious has a real negative connotation yes, to yeah, it. it sure does. And so there's an association there that is not good. And so what's the difference between a believer or someone that's religious, or are they the same? Can they be the same? Mm-hmm. How, how could we yeah, good um, question. differentiate that? Wow. So, I mean, there's so many things to untangle. I'll say, like, sometimes you have that divide between, like, the gospel and religion. So what they're trying to say is um, salvation by grace versus salvation by works. Yeah. So you, you hear that divide a lot. Um, but the word religion, the root of it just means orientation. It means direction. So where are you headed? Hmm. Mm. And so in that way, it's like, yeah, I'm following Jesus. That's my orientation. Um, so that might be, you know, potential uh, response. Religion also, you know, sometimes people will say, I'm not into like institutional religion. Mm-hmm. So I don't like want organized, stru- organized that's right, yeah. uh, organized religion. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not into the structure. You know, I do my own thing. I'm spiritual, you know, not religious is common. Uh, I don't know about you, but I need a little bit of structure and Mm -hmm. guidance in my life. So like, you know, it's new year's resolutions, right? Workout. Do you need structure to work out? Right. To improve, to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need a little structure. Uh, How about issues of the soul? Maybe a little structure would be good. Mm -hmm. Some might be better than others. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would kind of like try to untangle that a little bit uh, for people and then say, what does it mean to be Christian and spiritual? What does it mean to be Christian and religious? Hmm. Uh, what does that look like? And how can we navigate what walking out, following Jesus actually looks like day to day? That's really interesting because I've had that same like conversation with people who are like, oh, you're religious. And I always kind of have this like instant kind of defense yeah. mechanism yeah. reaction, kind of label. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's changing for me. And I'm like, you know what? I could actually answer. I am, but probably not in the way you're thinking mm-hmm. that yes. I am. Invite and so let's talk about that. Yes. Like, because if you're asking me, do I try to just do a bunch of good things to, to earn God's like mm-hmm. favor? Yeah. No, that's not it. Uh, that's not it. But do I follow some structures that help me have a connection with God, follow his ways? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. I guess I am. Mm-hmm. So I love that. So how would you describe yourself, Chaplain Justin, if someone said, oh, you're religious? What would you say? So that's what Mark would say. What yeah. would you say? I'd say, you know, I'm following Jesus. He loved me. I love him. We talk. We're walking together. 
he shows me what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, what to think, what not mm-hmm. to think, how to feel as I go through life, how to persevere through trials and suffering. Yeah. Any way you slice it, I'm following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Call it what you want. I love that. Yeah. Good Thank stuff. you, Chaplain You're Justin. Welcome. All right. So 13-year-old Carl Carter, excuse me, Juleson, loves basketball, loves baseball, loves his friends. Loves doing stuff with them like that. But then all of a sudden his parents started noticing he's really struggling to keep up, especially in sports. Hmm. So they decided to start doing some investigating. And he was diagnosed with a really serious condition of the heart muscle that completely changed his life. He's going to need a heart transplant. Hmm. He's 13? 13 years old. Oh my goodness. Right? So life turns upside down. So it's been a challenge to walk through all this. And the folks at the Make-A-Wish Foundation heard about him, and they're like, hey, let's do something for Carter. Like, it's hard mm-hmm. at 13. 13's hard when things are going pretty sure. normal. Well, and especially when you're a little sports guy. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I mean. these things that you love, you mm-hmm. can't now do. Yep. So they decided, hey, uh, Carter, we're going we're gonna to grant a wish for you. What do you want to do? Want to go? On, you know, people like pick trips, go meet celebrities, anything like that. He said, uh, "You know, the weight room at our high school is in really, really bad shape. You think it would be possible to try to get some help to to refurbish that? No way. In some way, out of everything he could have chosen, yeah, he could have met maybe a famous it. athlete. Totally. Or, oh yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, anything Aww. for yourself." And he's not even able to use it right now. So it's not even like, hey, this is for me. It's this This is for my school. This is for my friends, teammates. Yeah. This would really be a blessing mm-hmm. for them. So sure enough, they're like, let's make it happen. They raised some money. He got to help design the floor and uh, help pick out some of the weights in the weight room. They did a big mural of the tiger, the, the mascot for the high school. So he got to very much be a part of it. And uh, somehow, word got around to the Minnesota Vikings football team, which he's a big fan of. Okay. And they're like, they heard about Carter's just generosity. This kid, 13 years old, and decides to think about something Yeah, use his wish for somebody else. Right. That's pretty inspiring. That's pretty awesome. They knew he's a big football fan, so they decided to add a little tweak to the wish. Like, hey, Carter, how about... You go to the Super Bowl on us. What? Come on. Really? So sure enough, come February at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Carter's going to be there with some free tickets from the Minnesota Vikings to the Super Bowl and the weight room's still getting done too. Wow. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? That that was not what he was trying to do, what he was expecting, but... God honored his generous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that's a beautiful story. That's cool stuff. That is our positive difference story of the day. 90.9 KLRC. I'm probably the least competitive person you will ever meet, but I love sports. And what I like so much about being that weird, I'm not competitive, but love sports is that I'm just rooting for everyone. I want everyone to feel like they have played their best at the end of the day. I'm not afraid to cheer for the opposing team when they do something really remarkable, really well, because they worked hard for it. And so even tonight with the 
college football final. Definitely cheering for Michigan. They're one of my teams that I cheer for, but I'm here for a good game. A good game. These kids playing hard. That's what I'm really here for. 90.9 KLRC. A quote from Billy Graham where he said, there comes a moment when we all must realize that life is short. And in the end, the only thing that really counts is not how others see us, but how God sees us. When I think about my grandparents, I really see that lived out that as they've gotten older and they get a little bit closer to tasting that glory, that they just understand that, yes, how God sees me is more important than how others see me. And they're rooted in that and stand firm in that and have so much peace about that. I hope I'm like that someday too. 90.9 KLRC. One thing my mom did, which I think is so fun, is she took all of our Christmas letters together as a family and she scrapbooked them into one giant scrapbook. And she can keep adding to it as the years go on. She puts in the pictures that she included with her Christmas letters. So I was rereading them. And this is from 1997. My mom wrote this about baby me. She said, Andrea gave me a quick Bible lesson. She came to me carrying a little red Bible and said, Mommy, it says, be patient at bedtime. <laughs> Point well taken. <laughs> hey, Kara, do you remember me? <gasps> I do. I'm so glad you're back. My name is Anson. It's <laughs> nice, nice to, to meet, you. meet you and all of you. It's, no, seriously, yeah. <laughs> I've been gone for a little while. Yes. Uh, we had the Christmas holiday break, of course. Right. And yeah. then I got sick for like a week after that. Not fun. So it's a new week. It's a new year. It's a new Anson. Yay. I'm actually, like, I woke up this morning getting ready to go to work, and I yeah. was like, this is so weird. <laughs> I haven't done this in so long. I don't remember like, how this works. What year is this? Exactly. Like, I feel like I'm re-entering society. You are. After yeah. this, like, indeterminate <laughs> amount of time away. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on here. Oh, I have no idea man. what's going on in the world. Stressful. Like, this yeah. must be what it feels like if you're, like, a bear that hibernates <laughs> through winter. You just wake and up. And then you wake up, and you're like, what year yeah, is it? So disoriented. I have no idea. It's fair. So Anson, just to catch you up on a few things while yeah. you were gone. Mm -hmm. uh, one, my husband had a birthday this last week. Oh, nice. So I made him a birthday cake. It's it's not just a birthday cake. It's the birthday cake. Oh, yeah, this it's, is serious. It's become a thing over the last few years. I've been making this particular cake, and it is a process okay. to the point where I always feel like I'm on the Great British Baking Show oh, wow. when I'm making it because yeah. it's like a layered cake and there's like two different kinds of frosting and you know on the show when they're like explaining all the things uh -huh. and their design and then when they get really really stressed when something goes wrong and their cake overflows in the oven for just a random example not yeah. a specific oh. one at all that okay. may or may not Ooh. have happened on uh -huh. Friday night at 9 o'clock and there's oh, smoke no. coming out of the oven and you're like oh no I'm gonna ruin the cake and I don't have time to rebake it. Yeah, that may or may not have happened, but oh, no. it all turned out fine. The cake made it. It was not ruined. And I was so relieved. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to go on that show. I would be way too stressed <laughs> out. And this is how stressed out I am just about a birthday cake. Oh, my the goodness. stakes were too high. You know, Kara, historically, one of the really important functions for radio has been to provide public service announcements to yes. people. Make people aware of things that everybody needs to be aware of. That's true. So in that spirit, I have a public service announcement to share today Ooh, okay. from national parks officials in Canada. Oh, all right. They are urging <laughs> drivers to please not allow moose to lick your cars. <laughs> this is 
problem? Very important, Kara. <laughs> yes, it's a problem. I mean, Why wouldn't it be? Obviously, I guess. <laughs> you didn't realize that moose are just <laughs> rampaging around Canada? Thinking everyone's car's a popsicle? licking cars. <laughs> didn't know. With abandon. Why? It's out of control up there, Kara. Oh, my gosh. We've got to get it back under control. Why? No, I was wondering about this, too. I'm like, are cars really that tasty? Right? Do moose just like to lick things? What is going on here? There's actually a pretty good explanation for this. Okay. As we all know, it's very, very cold up in Canada. True. Lots of snow. So cold. And so what do you put out on the roads? Yeah. In the snow. Oh, salt. Salt <gasps> gets on the cars. Okay. The moose like the salt. They think it's tasty. They lick the salt off the cars. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And people think this is cool, I guess, because they like to have their cars licked by giant moose that I are, mean, like, larger than their vehicle. You know, it's a novelty. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, no, you, the park's officials like, you cannot do this because what happens is when they lick the salt off the car, they are desensitized to the danger oh. of vehicles and roads. Oh, no. So then they just, like, wander out onto the roads. Oh, and that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Looking for cars to lick, oh, I no. guess. Oh, <laughs> no. So... <laughs> This sounds ridiculous, but it's really serious, Kara. If a moose comes and licks your car, do not allow it. Now, okay. crucially, they don't say how That's you're what I was supposed to stop the moose how, from doing this. How does one discourage So I'm going to have to let you okay. figure that out. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.